In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, dear children of God, and welcome to Tuesday of the second week of Lent. Together, let us invoke the person of the Holy Spirit to come dwell with us. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come, come, come. Dear children of God, the title of my homily today is If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the food, the good of the land. The first reading today is taken from the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 1 from verse 10, then verse 16 to verse 20. And the gospel reading is taken from the gospel according to Matthew chapter 23 from verse 1 to verse 12. In the first reading today, Isaiah the prophet tells us, Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear to the teaching of our God, you people of Gomorrah. Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean. Remove the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil, learn to do good. Seek justice, correct oppression, defend the fatherless, plead for the widow. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. And then he added, If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord had spoken. Dear children of God, this is the prophet Ezekiel speaking under the instruction of God in very clear but strong terms on the need for conversion. God is not going to condemn you and bring damnation upon you for all the errors of your past if you repent and turn away from them. Today he extends to us the olive branch. He invites us to himself. Even though he is the one offended, he is calling us back to himself that we may return to him and talk things over. And he, our God, will forgive our sins. And once forgiven, he gives us the mandate to go and live a new way of life. And what is that way of life that he expects us to live? He says we should not go Wash ourselves clean, remove evil, our and you know, remove our evil doings from before him. We should cease to do evil and then learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, defend the fatherless, plead for the widow. This is what God is calling us to do. This is what God is inviting us to do. To adapt this new way of life. To stand for the weak. To plead for the widow. And to defend the rights of the orphan. 
not just those who are biologically orphaned and widowed, but all of those who are at the margin of the society, who have no voice of their own, who have nobody to speak for them or defend their cause. We shouldn't because we have the authority and power and influence over them, either economically, politically, or otherwise. We shouldn't take advantage of others because of our privileged stance. We must work for the good of all. We must ensure justice for all. We cannot continue to enthrone injustice. We cannot continue to promote evil. We cannot continue to maltreat others, whether they are house helps, whether they are our spouses, whether they are our children, whether they are our subordinates, our workers, our co-workers, our superiors, our, you know, um, employees, and expect that God will continue to be happy with us and things will continue to go well for us. No, we need to change our ways and begin to treat others as we would want them to treat us. That is the only way we can eat of the good of the land. This is God speaking to us. This is God speaking to us. That your spouse is protective of your marriage. Is protective of you. Shouldn't give you a reason to take undue advantage of him or her. If you want to experience and enjoy the good of the land of your marriage. You need to turn away from your evil ways and serve God sincerely. If you want to enjoy the good of the land of the university or the polytechnic or the school where you lecture or teach, if you want to enjoy the good of the land of your place of career and occupation, if you want to enjoy the good of the land of your political life, then you must begin to do politics in the right way. If not, God says, you shall be devoured by the sword. But I pray that God will touch your heart and you will change so that you will not be devoured by the sword because nobody can cover the face of the eyes of God. We cannot deceive God. We cannot bribe God. And we cannot sow, you know, the seed of thorns, the seeds of hate, the seeds of calamity, the seeds of crisis, and expect to reap the fruits of beautiful flowers, the fruits of peaceful society, peaceful home, and peaceful uh, career. No, we need to do the right thing in order to get the right result. And that explains why Jesus continues to encourage us that we shouldn't be discouraged by the flaws of other people. He uses the Pharisees to give us this instance that they and the scribes sit on the throne on the seats of authority of Moses. We must do all they ask us to do, but we must not do what they do. We must have God as our authority. For whatever we do, we must listen to the voice of God and obey God in all instances and at all costs. We must be ready, always prepared, in order to do the will of God, in order to have the good of the land bequeathed to us. And so he went on to say, we must be careful not to allow ourselves to be carried away by this um, life of pre pretense 
that characterizes the people, the, the scribes and the Pharisees who want places of honor, who wants recognition by men, who wants always to be appraised by human beings, yet they don't live the life that they are destined or meant to live. We must, and truly so, live lives worthy of our calling. We must, by our way of life, merit the appraiser, the praises, the appreciation we deserve from the human society. And as a matter of fact, for the children of God, that shouldn't even be the motivation for what you do and the way you live your life. Your motivation should be to satisfy the will of God and to carry out His bidding. I tell you, dear child of God, if we can all turn away from just following human beings blindly, obeying human authorities blindly, obeying human institutions blindly, and begin to prioritize obedience to God first of all, and then stop rebelling against God and disobeying God, I tell you, your home will be a great place to live in. I tell you, your society will be a beautiful place to live in. I tell you, your place of work will become more like a family setting where everyone will be happy and will have fulfillment of career. I pray, therefore, beloved children of God, that God will enable us, or rather give us the grace that will help us to really turn away from sin, turn away from rebelling against God and disobeying His instructions and begin to live in total submission to His will and His word so that having attained that level together, we may create the society, the marriage, the home, and the working environment of our dream through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be assured of my prayers and my blessings always.